Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Tuesday, September the 8th as we come off. A holiday weekend. I hope everyone had a safe, happy, healthy Labor Day weekend as we get back into it. It is officially the stretch run here in baseball. Football's back. It's that time of year. Let's go, Phillies. All right, exciting stuff. We have four games to talk about since we last spoke. The Phillies, after sweeping the Nationals heading into the weekend, Winning 9 of 10, win 10 of 11, taking Friday against the Mets, but then falter with a couple losses on Saturday and Sunday, including Sunday's pathetic showing, but then bounce back yesterday, ultimately splitting with the Mets in New York. We'll dive into each and every game of the series as the Phillies, again, end up coming out with a split after sweeping the Nats. Uh, after the 9 of 10, uh, winning 10 of 11 in that first game. Then the couple losses get back in the wing column uh, before the doubleheader today. We'll get to that later as well. But ultimately, taking 2 or 3 in New York after that long stretch run, I think is is good. You take it. You know, you take that 2 of 4 in New York is solid, uh, especially when that last game really felt like it was going to be one that you were going to blow in the last seconds. It really felt like that type of loss that was coming. Blew a 6 nothing lead, we'll get into it, but ultimately the Phillies able to turn it back, turn the tides, and ultimately win in extra innings. Improving to 20-17 and 17 on the season, a uh, big win over the Mets as they are trying to kind of distance themselves from the rest of those teams in the NL East. We'll take a look at the standings later as well, but ultimately the Phillies, uh, a good weekend of baseball as they're 20-17 and 17, firmly in a playoff spot at the moment, and Um, Continue to chug along, uh, heading into an important week of baseball, which we will preview later on. Uh, Two injuries, though, uh, early in the weekend. Uh, Roman Quinn and Jay Bruth both to the IL. That is uh, an issue, as now they are incredibly thin in the outfield. Bryce Harper actually had to play center field last night, I guess, um, or yesterday, I should say, as they um, do not feel comfortable with Adam Hazley facing left-handed pitchers. I think that is pretty clear. Um, without Quinn, without Bruce, there's some lack of depth there. Kyle Garlic we saw over the weekend. Um, that can be an issue moving forward for a team that you know has relied and will rely so much on the offense to carry them that depth, that quality out there, the guys like Bruce that make a difference. Um, it is a concern, but ultimately um, we will see. Let's, uh, let's dive into it game by game. Phillies come in Friday night riding a heater. It's this Phillies team, uh, and again, this is the game that Bruce and Quinn got hurt in, so no issues heading into this one. 9 of 10 heading into this one after sweeping the Nats, winning four straight. The Phillies would yet again, for the second time this season and the first two times since 2018, they would 
win five straight as they win on Friday night five to three. A, a nice victory as they get some runs late that they need uh, ultimately to pull it out. Jake Arietta after just such an abysmal, embarrassing, you could even say, showing in his last outing, was able to bounce back. And uh, really um, a prideful effort, it felt like. Arietta was great. Seven innings, seven strikeouts for Jake. Only allowed two earned runs. Seven hits, one walks, only eight base runners in the seven innings. Just really was great. I mean, Arietta again, looked awesome. And I know we've seen that a couple times this year. And uh, um, it's hard to trust him, obviously. But he looked great in this one, giving them a real chance. They get on the board early at Jay Bruce, RBI single. I will miss that for a little bit. Uh, in the second, makes it one nothing. Didi Gregorius in the third knocks in a run to make it two nothing. The Mets would tie it back up in the fifth on a Michael Conforto two run blast. But then in the seventh, Roman Quinn not there now. Reach on infield single scores a run. Gene Segura, an infield single scores a run that inning, and then Adam Hazley would get hit by a pitch, which would allow a runner to score with the bases loaded. Um, ultimately, uh, a five two lead. They would allow one more. Um, Hector Neris gives up a home run, but ultimately. Uh, Tommy Hunter comes in, Brandon Workman gets a save, and the Phillies get the job done. 5-3, to three, a nice win for this team, especially when it wasn't like the bats went nuts but got just enough done, seven hits in total. Uh, no one had more than one hit, no home runs. They manufacture runs. This team continues to do the little things offensively, and it's why I feel like it's easier to believe in this group this offense than it was in years past and look we've seen it consistency wise just over the last couple weeks just when we were talking about the fact they won five games row twice something they had done since 2018 shows you that they've done a better job of of hitting on a night-to-night basis and not having those massive lulls and you know when some guys are struggling other guys pick them up I mean as we've seen Bryce Harper and Jay Tiramito carried the team for the first three weeks of the season and now they've been pretty cold i mean Romuto less cold than harper harper's been ice cold but then the other guys stepped up reese hoskins the best hitter in baseball essentially over the last you know whatever you want to call it two weeks or whatever i mean everyone's stepping up cut mccutcheon's been great segura massive night yesterday massive day yesterday we'll get to that but um they've been consistent and, uh, you know, I think you see it from top to bottom. We talked about the base running, the stealing of bases, um, old school baseball, manufacturing runs like we talked about. No homers in this 5-3 to three win. They get five runs all manufactured, all with hits and, and base running and all that. And, look, I think you see it across the board, even something as simple as um, pay attention today in the double header and watch every single hitter in this Phillies lineup chokes up with two strikes. Every single one. It's a philosophy. It's a it's a team thing. It's instilled across the board, and all these guys are choking up. All these guys are taking these two-strike approaches seriously and really just trying to put the ball in play, and it's been really a joy to watch, and it's been impressive, and I think it's part of the reason you feel at least a little more confident about this offense's ability to, to sustain this you know, and to, to continue to be consistent, at least most nights. you know, They would go a little cold Saturday and Sunday, but I do think there is um, some positive – um, to be taken out of that. Uh, not much positive Saturday and Sunday as the Phillies after the hot, hot, hot run uh, kind of faltered a little. 5-1 on Saturday, kind of never really able to get going. They they get up one nothing in the first. Reese Hoskins, a blast to left field. Just a monster shot, his eighth of the season as Hoskins just continues to rake. Um, 
But that was it. Segura had a couple hits. Romero had a couple hits, but not able to, to convert anything into runs. And the Mets get to Spencer Howard. They scored a couple in the second, one in the fourth, one in the fifth, one in the sixth. Howard ultimately goes four innings, four hits, three runs, uh, three strikeouts, one walk. Just kind of still too many base runners. Unable to um, consistently work into a game. You know, again, four innings, Howard goes. And it's a, it's a shame. It's a bummer because you can see the talent. You know, you can see it flash. We know it's there. Um, and you just want to see him be able to um, utilize it when he needs it and, and also go deeper into games and kind of be a little more efficient and a little smarter with his pitches and all that. And uh, we didn't see it, you know, and the Mets were able to get to him and the Mets handled him. Um, ultimately, again, only four innings, three earned. They would get to Ranger Suarez for a couple runs. David Hale would come and have a couple clean innings, but um, damage was done. The bats just couldn't get going, couldn't really convert. Seth Lugo um, pitched pretty well. Uh, for the Mets, five one-run innings, and then uh, the bullpen came in, and that's the thing. You know, when you look at these two teams, the Phillies are a better baseball team than the Mets right now, but um, the bullpen is definitely a massive difference. You know, that Mets bullpen is is legit and shut down, and you feel confident if you're a Mets fan when they come into a game, and uh, obviously we know we don't with the Phillies. But an easy win, 5-1 on, on Saturday. We get to Sunday, and this was... The one you want to forget about. Just uh, throw this one in the trash and move forward. And that's why it was so nice to see yesterday's game because, you know, they were coming off this game and it was it was great to see. But Sunday did not go well. A 14-1 to drubbing. Aaron Nola wasn't his day. Uh, wasn't as bad as the numbers show. Five and a third gives up six runs. Only three of them earned. Didn't get much help. Did have ten strikeouts. Had swing and miss stuff, but... You know, was just unable to kind of get locked in. Heath Embry gave up a run. Uh, Mike Lavera, who I had never even heard of before. Um, excuse me, uh, uh, M. Lavera, Maurizio Lavera. No way I said Mike there. Maurizio Lavera, I had never heard of, gave up four. Blake Parker gives up three, finally snaps that. Uh, zero ERA for the Phillies, not the two five three, just with that adding. But ultimately, um, unable to get anything done. Uh, offensively, pitching. Jacob DeGrom shuts you down. Seven one-run innings, 12 strikeouts. Just the ease with which that guy pumps it in at 100, 101 is um is tough. It's tough to uh to combat. And he is a uh a hell of a uh hell of a pitcher. <laughs> we saw it. Uh you know, I think the best in baseball, one of the at least for this run right now that he's on, one of the best I've I've ever seen in my lifetime. Um, this three-year run back-to-back Cy Youngs. Um, legitimately, it's one of the best runs I've ever seen a pitcher on. It's one of the best pitchers I've ever seen in this moment here, uh, what he's doing. Um, and we saw it firsthand. You know, we saw it firsthand, and he shut the Phillies down, no question. It was a shame, too, because you know, you're so excited going to that one. It's Nola, it's DeGrom, it's a, it's a big one. You feel good about it. It's a big matchup, an important one. You feel like, all right, our race against the best in the business. Let's go. And uh, it just fell apart so quickly. And, and Noel didn't have it, but everyone else didn't have it. Nobody had it. And DeGrom certainly had it. And it was just a bummer. It was just one of those ones that you, you felt quickly that you didn't have it. And it just spiraled out of control. And a 14-1 loss is never fun. And it's uh, one of those ones that hurts. And you remember it. And it's like, wow, we got our butts whooped. And that is no fun. Um, now, having said that, um, this Phillies team could have cratered after that, could have kind of let that loss get them. They don't. 
And not only that, they didn't let that loss get them. They come back yesterday and come out firing after that loss and then don't let what would happen to them in this game get to them either and still find a way to win. Let's look at this one as this was clearly that for you know Phillies fans, the game of the series, a thrilling 9-8 to eight victory in 10 innings for the Phillies yesterday. A massive win. It really was for this Phillies team to come back the way they did. They get up 6 nothing on the Mets, and then it starts to chip away. Ultimately, the Mets take the lead in the seventh. We'll go through it um, as it happened, but then the Phillies fought back, and ultimately it went at 98 and extra. It's just a, um, a really fun showing in the Phillies. It really was, and uh, it's the kind of game where earlier in the season, I think the Phillies lose that game. It felt like games they've lost. You know, It felt like when Jeff McNeil hit that home run in the seventh inning and make it 7-6, to six, it was like, oh, yep. We saw this game in Toronto. We saw this game in Baltimore. We saw this game in Atlanta. I know this game. I've been here for this game. I've seen this game. We know this one. That's what's going to happen. Fun fun while it lasted. But no, the Phillies didn't let that happen, and they battled, and they won a game they needed to win. It was an important win. The difference between 20 and 17, 19 and 18 is, is stark. You know, right at this point in the season, especially against a team you're competing with in your division, it was a big, big, big win, and they deserve credit for it, and it was awesome to see. Um, let's go through it as it played out. Uh, started out in the first as the Phillies get some base runners and, and mean Gene. Gene Segura, who continues to um, really flash the Gene Segura that the Phillies traded for, that 300 hitter, driving the ball to gaps, um, hitting the ball hard, worrying about contact, not launching it, um, not, um, you know, just a good a good hitter. And, and he showed it today, the star of the game for sure. Four for five in the game, five RBI, obviously we'll get to. The big hit and extras he had, but a monster, monster game for Segura, and it started in the first as he rips a double to left field to uh, clear the bases. Uh, Three-run double, 3 nothing Phillies. You're feeling good. Segura really, again, just um, has been playing some great baseball lately. Uh, Phillies add to that in the second. Reese Hoskins, again, ninth of the season. What a monster Reese Hoskins is. As Reese Hoskins, a two-run blast, make it 5 nothing. Reese Hoskins, a 405 OBP on the season, a 540 slugging percentage on the season. In case you're wondering, of all the Phillies' everyday starters, yes, Reese Hoskins. Reese Hoskins has the highest slugging percentage. That's awesome to see. Um, another one, his ninth of the season, uh, making it 5 nothing in the second. Phillies would add another one in the fifth. Romuto, a opposite field blast, makes it 6 nothing. You're feeling good. And then... Zach Wheeler was cruising at this point, and not a lot of pitches, and ultimately didn't get to that many pitches. Kind of a controversial move. So uh, Wheeler ends up going six innings, gives up those three runs. It was a six nothing inning in the fifth, and then gives up three in the fifth as the Mets kind of string together some doubles, some blue pits. Um, not really a ton of hard contact off Wheeler. It felt like he was hard to to really hit the ball hard off of, but makes it six to three, and you're starting to get a little worried. Um, but prior to that, Wheeler had been mowing him down. You know, eight hits, three innings, uh, six innings, no walks, seven Ks, the three runs, seven Ks. And I see we haven't seen that as much this year. But um, ultimately, at, with only 83 pitches, Girardi decides to uh, to pull him. And uh, it didn't work out, <laughs> to say the least, as uh, JoJo Romero and David Phelps would combine. To give up four runs, ultimately, they would, uh, three of them scored on the Jeff McNeil three-run blast in the seventh inning that gave the Mets a 7-6 lead. But um, it was a curious decision. And, look, they ultimately ended up winning the game. It's fine. And Girardi's been so on point with his moves pretty much, you know, across the board, especially lineup decisions um, offensively. But 
Um, you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna kill him. But this was the wrong move, I think. I think giving Wheeler one more inning made a lot of sense. Only at 83 pitches, he could easily handle another. And um, you know, not having to go to that bullpen as early. Ultimately, after that, though, the bullpen is able to shut it down through the next three innings. Tom Tommy Hunter, clean inning. Brandon Workman, one of his best innings, only one walk, clean inning. And then Hector Neris, a um, little scary, gives gives up a run with a 9-7 lead in the 10th, but able to get the job done closing out the Phillies. Um, that was the impressive thing, is Jeff McNeil hits that home run the 7th to give him 7-6 lead. The Phillies have officially blown a 6-0 lead. We're feeling like crap. And this Phillies team battles. They come back in the 8th. Alec Bohm, RBI single, scores. Gene Segura, Andrew Knapp got thrown out at third on a, a bad base running decision. Uh, ends up in a rundown and uh, end up not getting any more runs that inning. But it did tie the game, 7-7. The bullpen holds. We get to the top of the 10th inning. Gene Segura steps to the plate with the phantom runner. As we call it. it actually wasn't the phantom runner because he was out. It was actually JT Ramiro. The phantom runner was Reese Hoskins who got thrown out at home on a grounder by uh, Ramiro. But he got in a rundown actually. And Romuto was able to take second there. And then Gene Segura steps to the plate and just blasts one to center field, right center. And uh, and boom. Boom. 9-7 lead. Again, Neris would give up the one run in the uh, in the bottom of the 10th, but able to get out of it. The Phillies win it. 9-8 in the 10th. And this was, again, this is the kind of game that good teams win. This is the kind of game that good teams win. It's a game that the Phillies of the last few years have not won consistently. This has not been their game, their type of game. And last night, or yesterday, I should say, they found a way to do it, and they fought back, and it really felt like things were falling apart, and they battled. And it was an impressive win, an important win. As now they sit at 20-17, and 17, a much different spot than 19-18 and 18 would have been in the National League. As you look at where the Phillies stand going through the standings right now, uh, the Phillies at 20 and 17 are only two games back of the Atlanta Braves. The Braves are 24 and 17. They played four more games than the Phillies. But as you can see, 24 and 17 to 20 and 17, that means the Phillies are zero games back in the loss column. So they are tied in the loss column. So that is uh, interesting in the sense that, you know, the Phillies are battling for that, and at least in theory. Um, you know, not out of it, trying to win the NL East. Of course, um, you know, you want to win the, uh, you just want to make the playoffs ultimately if you're the Phillies. That's your, your number one priority, obviously. But, you know, if you can, if you can kind of steal the, uh, the NL East, that would be something, you know, you're kind of, kind of right there with it. Like they're, they're not that far out. And again, um, tied in the loss column. It's only two back from the Braves in the NL East. Uh, they're also game and have up on the Marlins, which is great to see. The Marlins at 18 and 18. So the Phillies um, widening the gap there from the rest of the NLEs. And then after the win over the Mets, three and a half up on the Mets. So it would have been a difference between three and a half to one and a half. I mean, that's massive, you know? Um, three and a half up on the Mets, and then a robust six and a half up on Washington. Um, as the Phillies, 37 games into the season. So they're only 23 left, and they're six and a half on Washington. That tells you all you need to know, really. Um, the Phillies in the National League, when you look at uh, compared to the rest of the National League, firmly in a playoff spot right now. Uh, they are firmly in the five spot uh, as the Braves. Uh, well, of course, the Dodgers are the one seed, then the Braves, the two seed, the Cubs, the three seed with the three division winners, then the 
Padres, the four seed with a better record than the Phillies. And the Phillies have the next best record in the National League at 20 and 17, the fifth best record in the National League, uh, followed by the Cardinals, who are 17 and 16. So they are a game back, a game and a half back of the Phillies there. Um, though they're only one game uh, back or one game, they're one game up in the loss column. They've played less games, obviously, the Cardinals um, after that long stretch that they missed. Um, the Marlins, game and a half back at the Phillies in the playoff picture. They're right there with them, of course. And then um, the Rockies at 20 and 20, and the Giants at 20 and 21 are right there with the Phillies as well, not far off. The Rockies, game and a half back, but of course, tied in the loss column. So. Um, you know, it's a, a lot of ways this could go. You know, we are uh, we are far from the end of the season, but still with 23 games left for the Phillies and other teams less, you know, we're there. This is real close. The season is, is unfurling before our eyes. We are in the stretch, stretch, stretch run. Last three weeks of the season. This is it. This is real. The Phillies are right there. They're a playoff team right now. And they've played like a playoff team the last couple of weeks. It's okay to get excited about them, and it's going to be exciting to see how they finish the season out, how it shakes out right now. If this holds the way it is, the Phillies will be playing the Padres in the first round of the playoffs, the four versus five. And you know what? That would be a solid matchup. A young Padres team that's super talented but has never been there before in a three-game series, sure. And you know what? Nolan Wheeler versus... Paddock, Clevenger, whatever. I mean, you got a shot. It's not like they're way better in the starting rotation. They're probably better, but not much better. And their top two aren't necessarily better. So um, Phillies are sitting in a good spot. And again, there is enough season left and enough teams in it. You know, when you look at the Brewers at 18 and 21, even the Reds at 18 and 23, the Mets at 19 and 23, the, um, you know, these teams are all quote unquote in it. They're not quite enough out of it with the amount of games left the Phillies and lead the Phillies out, but the Phillies are in, in a really good spot. You know, they mathematically are in the 80s percent-wise, I would guess. I've not looked, but they're pretty high up there. They have a very good percentage chance to make the playoffs. They just got to continue to play the way they're playing, and then they can go in as a team that no one wants to play, especially if they can keep hitting the way they're hitting. With Nolan Wheeler at the top, they're not going to be a fun team to play. Again, ultimately, as we've talked about a million times, I think this bullpen comes back to bite them in one form or another, but... Um, they're going in with a chance, and that's exciting. And, and I think that um, it's the best Phillies team we've talked about in a while, and that's exciting. They're playing like it, and they have a real chance to, to make a little noise and, and do a little damage. And that's uh, – it's more than we've had in a while, you know. It's more than we've had in a while, and that's pretty exciting. And uh, they're a fun team to root for. They're a fun team to watch because they rake. And they play good baseball. So let's hope they can keep it up as they've got a insane – stretch of baseball coming up here is it's doubleheader city it's the marlins up your butt as they say is the marlins again right there game and a half back in the division fighting with them we're gonna find out the next week and a half is gonna make a big difference so today doubleheader at home against boston um 405 and 705 sorry 405 and then 30 or 40 minutes after the first game start and then Seven straight against the Marlins. Seven straight. They got one on Thursday, two on Friday, one on Saturday, two on Sunday, one on Monday. So an off day on Wednesday, and then game on Thursday, two Friday, one Saturday, two Sunday. That's five games in three days. It's six games in four days. And when you add in Tuesday the two games, it's it's seven, eight games in seven days. I mean, it's just... 
to grind. And then they got the Mets at home after that, and then the Blue Jays, and, and it just keeps rolling here. Um, this is an important stretch. First of all, the, the two against the Red Sox today, the doubleheader is massively important because the Red Sox stink. And I know you got Velasquez on the hill on one of them. It's going to be Eflin in game one, Velasquez in game two. Um, I know you got Velasquez, but they need to win these. The Boston is a bad baseball team, and the Phillies have to take advantage of that. They have to because they've got too many teams left in the schedule that are not bad enough that you can count on as wins. So these are big two, and then um, it's a massive seven-game stretch against the Marlins. Seven games in a short period of time with the two doubleheaders. It is massive where the Marlins sit with the Phillies. It is uh, The season can come down to it. So massive week of baseball, exciting stuff. Hopefully the Phillies can continue to play like they've played and, uh, and kind of firmly cement themselves as a playoff team and, and maybe even challenge the Braves. That would be exciting. Only two games back. So uh, either way, we'll see what they do in the doubleheader today. We'll be back to talk about it tomorrow. So until then, stay safe, stay healthy. And thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.